How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the program, and I appreciate all of y'all for being here. It's been a minute. I have been a little bit off streaming. You know, I just took, uh, decided to take a little bit of time away over the last two weeks, only streamed once with Sunil. But once, you know, with, with just a month away from training camp, expect a little more consistency as we get closer to camp. But thank you guys all for being here. And there's been a lot of stuff on the 49ers platform over the last few days. A lot of it around the quarterback situation, and today is going to primarily be a quarterback talk. Now, if you guys have been following the channel over the last few weeks, we've shied away a lot from the quarterback talks. We've looked at a lot of other positions, looked at the recent news, looked at potential signings, projections for the season, things like that. But today, I can't shy away from the quarterback talk anymore. And that is because there have been a couple of reports from um, both local media and national media recently regarding the quarterback situation for the 49ers. And I think that that's the perfect place to start. And we've got to start with the head honcho, really the guy who said it all. And that is Adam Schefter, who last week said that there was no market for Trey Lance um, on the, you know, around the draft, there was no market for Trey Lance and the 49ers did not want to move him. That was followed up this past week when Albert Breer came out and he kind of pointed out the 49ers quarterback situation when asked, I believe, on the Coward, uh, Colin Coward show. He said if Brock Purdy were unable to take the first snap training camp, and that's certainly a possibility, he's on track to play week one, but they're still building up the strength in his arm back up, I think Sam Darnold might take the first snap of training camp. Now, it doesn't mean that Trey Lance can't come back and work his way forward, but I think that they feel they've already given this guy a lot of chances. That is what Albert Breer said recently on the Colin Coward show about what the 49ers' plans might be come training camp time. He said, Lance, in, in reference to Lance, he said the kid needs to play. And this is sort of the conundrum they're in. He just hasn't played a lot of football, period, since high school. He played one full year in college. The COVID year basically canceled his third year in college. He redshirted as a freshman, and then he goes into the pros and redshirted his rookie year. So we're talking about now like a five-year period, if you include last year when he was hurt, where he's really only played one full season of football. So he needs to see snaps. So the ideal thing would be to throw him out there and live with his mistakes. But that's what the Niners were going to do last year. And that ship has sailed. They know how good they are. They know the window they're in. They know they've got one of the most talented uh, rosters in football. And so at this point, they really don't feel they can like they can throw a season overboard in the name of Trey Lance's development. Now, um, in addition to Lance and Darnold, the storyline obviously is with Purdy. And the intriguing part is that Breer says that right now you're talking about something different, not developing the best quarterback for the playoffs. You're talking about the guy who can keep you best afloat for a month, right? That would probably be Sam Darnold over Trey Lance at this point, even if Lance has the higher ceiling. And so he's essentially saying how the how the outlook might have changed because they're now focused on the right now. They're not focused even on the playoff window, which is something I alluded to last year. They're focused on the right now. And I think that that is changing the 49ers' minds. Again, this is coming from Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated. But then we hear earlier today from Matt Mayoko, who joined the KBR of Murph and Mac show, 
He said, I dispute the notion that the 49ers have soured on Trey Lance. I think personally, in my opinion, is that they like him now more than they ever have since they've had him with the 49ers, but they just don't know how he would perform. Now let's dissect this a little bit because, you know, we we hear a lot of different things. We've heard this entire offseason, really, how Lance has looked better since he's gotten working with Jeff Christensen. The players have said it. You've heard George Kittle come out and say it, and you've heard a couple of other players in the locker room come out and say it, including Ark Armstead, how he's continued to be mature. He's continued to progress in his development. Kyle Shanahan has also said it as well, leading, you know, some uh, the possibility that Trey Lance, there's some momentum going in his name, at least to earn the backup job coming to training camp. However, when you hear things outside of the 49ers building from national media, a lot of it is pointed towards Sam Darnold, the guy who the 49ers signed to a fairly solid deal this offseason uh, to be their quarterback number three, at least, you know, initially on the depth chart, which, you know, when you when you look at it, might indicate that he was primed for a bigger role than quarterback number three, especially because the 49ers expect him to be active for at least seven games this season. Now, that could be posturing for injury. That could be posturing for, you know, um, Brock Purdy not being ready come week one. Or that could be posturing for Lance, uh, you know, for Darnold himself to just play uh, or at least be active for seven games, meaning be QB1 or QB2 for seven games, given how the 49ers and their quarterback situation has gone in the past. So there's a lot of eggs to juggle here. Let's start with what Albert Breer said, because I thought what he said was interesting. He essentially said they they believe that they, you know, it's it, they believe that they've given Trey Lance a lot of chances already. I don't think that's the case. I think the issue, which Breer said in the second half of his interview, is the opportunity. Lance just hasn't gotten the opportunity, and it's not necessarily his fault. It's not the 49ers' fault. It's due to injury. And he had an injury, you know, he, he essentially redshirted his first year, but he had an injury as well that kind of hindered his development in year one, that finger injury that thwarted his throwing mechanics and that kind of altered the way that he was developing, which hurt him, stunted his growth in that year, first year. Then his second year, which was last year, you have the ankle injury in week two that, uh, you know, takes out the entirety of his sophomore season. And now you're going into his junior year. So the opportunity is the big thing. It's that Lance has obviously had, you know, you can name it whatever you want, potential, whatever it is. He just hasn't played. And unfortunately, you can't take that away from the other quarterbacks on the roster because Brock Purdy is obviously another hot name. And he's the guy who took advantage of that opportunity and was able to earn himself into that starting role. At least, you know, at least into the uh, as the leader in the clubhouse, given the way that he played once Lance was injured. And so right now, I don't take anything away from Brock Purdy. I've said it um, the entire offseason to where I believe Purdy, you know, Purdy is the leader in the clubhouse, given that he's the only one who uh, of the three has had real in-game action with the 49ers. And he's proven what he can do in real games. And so I think that that's a, an important part for sure. I see a question here from Brian. Wouldn't it make sense to start the year with Lance to make sure Purdy is 110%? If Lance is playing great, perfect. If not, you're, you have Purdy ready in a couple of weeks. Starting Darnold has no advantages. Now, I, I, I like this sentiment. and I personally have also said if Purdy is not ready week one, 
I, or actually, I even said, I predict Trey Lance to be the week one starter just because I didn't believe Purdy was going to be ready week one. I think that I thought that, you know, it, uh, the buildup after he returns to practice would take a little bit of time. And the 49ers acknowledge that themselves. But right now, the reason that the odds are trending towards Purdy starting week one is just because he's it seems like he's going to reach the necessary benchmarks by week one. And the way that I look at it, I've said it before. Maybe not health-wise, but career-wise, it's in Brock Purdy's best interests for him to start week one because that's the number one way where he doesn't lose his job. If he's there in practice a, a, a little bit ahead and he's ready to roll week one, he won't lose that job. The 49ers will roll with him the entire season. The only way, and even then it's a slight chance, but the only way Brock Purdy can lose his starting job is if he doesn't start week one because that allows the opportunity for whoever to get plugged in to play really well and keep the role that or keep the starting role until obviously that play wavers. And so to me, I think Brock Purdy is determined to start week one, but I also think the odds and the timeline right now is turning towards Brock Purdy starting week one. Now, do I still have my reservations? Yes, I still think it's a little too far away. And I do question the number one thing, which is, will there be lingering arm soreness and will the arm strength be fully built up by the time week one comes? If not, that's where you bring in this quarterback debate. As for starting Darnold, I don't think that it has no advantages. I just find the reasoning behind it questionable because when you come to the reasoning for starting Darnold, a lot of the national media has pointed out that they believe he can thrive in the Shanahan offense. Now, Darnold has been a proven product. I don't think we can take away what he's already put on the field and you know how uh, much that play needs improvement. I do think that there is a room to improve, though, with the Shanahan offense. However, I question really, um, I, I, I do question uh, some of the national media and how they, uh, you know, how they're coming about that information. Because right now, I don't believe there's any notion that one is ahead of the other. And if so, I think it would be that Lance is ahead of Darnold just because of the way his teammates have talked about him, the familiarity in the system and those factors. I think that that's the reason because certainly due to play, unless it was in the close practices, given the reports that we've seen from the media during the open practices, there hasn't been an indication that Sam Darnold has stepped over Trey Lance. In fact, Kyle Shanahan himself said it was going to be a competition. And after that, you saw the reps being split around 50-50. One guy takes the one reps one day, one guy takes the one reps another day. And so I don't think there's any indication right now that either player has the notch up. If anything, you could maybe argue that Lance has the notch up in that regard. but. I do think the, the overall part, when you look at the overall statement, I, I think it's interesting how people are, uh, or how national media is saying that Lance has been given a lot of chances when that hasn't really necessarily happened. But the other part is that, um, you know, you're, you're talking about the, the 49ers and their confidence in him sailing after his injury last year. I, 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 I struggle to connect the dots there, especially after what Matt Mayoko said, which was still a little interesting because he said, obviously, the 49ers, it seems like they like him now more than ever since they've had him with the 49ers. They just don't know how he'd perform. But if you liked him more now than ever and you liked him enough last offseason to fully anoint him the starter, and, you know, overall, I think that um, – you know, you've, they've had a lot of confidence in him for selecting him at number three, 
for anointing him the starter last year. If now is the all-time high, I don't understand the reservation and not letting him play. Understanding that, you know, you were high on him. There's a reason you're high on him and things like that. And so I, I, I fail to understand the logic behind it. If this is the the moment that the 49ers are the highest they've been on Trey Lance, if his teammates are behind him, and if he truly is making improvements uh, with his work with Jeff Christensen, his quarterback coach, I don't understand the logic that they be, they don't believe that he'd be able to work if, uh, you know, if he's thrown into the offense. Will there not be growing pains? I think there will be. I don't think that that's a debate, but I also don't think that, I think, that that process will be there with whichever quarterback they start to an extent. Brian N brings up the financial part. I understand that, but with Darnold, from a financial standpoint, you need to see what you have with the kids. Darnold, the more he plays, the more he earns, and you have to pay him in the offseason. I understand the, the portion that you're bringing up. For those of you that don't understand, Sam Darnold, it it, it, it he has a lot of incentives in his contract to where he can earn them if he is the starter and if he's playing games. However, I, I think the 49ers have budgeted to the point where they believe, like, you budget for every scenario. I think they've budgeted for the scenario that Darnold does hit his incentives for whatever reason. They've probably, you know, thought of the scenarios where injuries could occur. You're placing a, a hedge on Lance or placing even a hedge on Brock Purdy in that regard. And, you know, those incentives could be hit. But I, I, I don't think that they're going to pause on playing one quarterback or another because of the financials at this point. I think they've covered the financial base and instead are more so looking to just play whoever they believe can win them the championship. Because with the window expiring, really, because contracts, every every major contract, the money is going up in that contract year by year. You've got major extensions to deal with, like Nick Bosa and Brandon Ayuk, and you also have more uh, you know, extensions to deal with in the future as players get older. I think that they have a sense of urgency to try and win a championship as soon as possible. Now, do I believe Darnold is the best option to play at quarterback? No, I don't. I don't, uh, and I don't even think that that's true necessarily for the short term. However, it, it really depends on how each person proves themselves this offseason. Because if Trey Lance proves himself or doesn't, isn't capable of proving himself this offseason, what the opportunity he's going to receive, both in the opportunity he received in minicamp and what the entire display of training camp, because they are going to split the one reps again, it seems. I think that if he doesn't get if he doesn't prove himself there, he's not your guy, and that's fine. Having anointing Sam Donald as the QB two behind Brock Purdy, I'm fine with it in that scenario. If Donald truly does beat out Trey Lance, the question is, really, it's around the hype around Sam Donald, without really any basis toward it, at least based on what practices have shown and what the what the in in building uh, statements have been from the head coaches and from the players. There seems to be a disconnect or a divide between what the national media is saying and what's truly coming out of the building. And that's where you've got to question a little bit. Want to give a shout out to both June and No Border Sports. Thank you guys for tuning in. But let's continue on with the discourse here. Now, Trey Lance and the talk around him, I'm not going to, I've said it the entire offseason as well. It's truly up to him on what role that he can carve out. He needs to play really well. That's true. And Mayoko brought up one other um, argument as well, A couple, uh, I think, last week. He said how the performances 
in those joint practices with the Las Vegas Raiders, the two practices where he goes up against another defense, will could be uh, very, very important in the way the 49ers view him going into the season in comparison to Sam Darnold. I think that that's another interesting part. I, I think that having that inflection point, just those two uh, two practices, not even the preseason games, just those two practices, I think that that's another intriguing part. But moreover, the storyline is Lance needs to prove himself and play well this offseason in order for him to have a shot at the backup job or the starting job should Purdy not be ready week one. And so I, I still have said, I believe that Lance is the leader in terms of the backup race, but he's got to prove himself. And that's without a doubt. Um, you know, I think that that's without a doubt uh, important. But one comment that I found very interesting in the couple of our, our interviews that we've seen so far is the one that I've thought about before. And the one that I said was the reasoning behind Trey Lance being the guy for the 49ers in the past. And that is when Albert Breer said, um, they're Albert Breer was talking about the window that the 49ers have. And he said, you're not talking about developing the best quarterback for the playoffs. You're talking about the guy who can keep you best afloat for a month, right? That would probably be Sam Darnold over Trey Lance at this point, even if Lance has the higher ceiling. Now, this comment to me is interesting because I've said before, the argument for starting Trey Lance is not for starting him for the player he is week one. And it's also not starting him for his potential, but rather it's starting for him, starting him for the floor that he can provide you come week 18. It's the floor that he can provide you when the playoffs come. Because the hope last year when the 49ers were starting Trey Lance is that they were going to start him and allow him to go through his growing pains and develop throughout the season to where they believed he could be a strong enough quarterback option come week 18 for him to be the leader going into the playoffs and him to potentially win the championship or be a championship caliber quarterback come that time. It's not necessarily week one. And this is an intriguing uh, perspective that I believe that Albert Breer is saying. Because if the 49ers truly believe in Brock Purdy and are prepared to hand the, the reins over to Brock Purdy whenever he's healthy, be it come week one, be it come week four, whatever the timeline is, then they might not be looking for that option that can be ready or that's that provides them the best opportunity come week 18. Instead, they could be providing looking who who can give us the best play from week one to week four. And that's truly where the floor comes into play. And so I think the argument is whose floor is going to be higher at the end of the offseason? Is it is it Sam Donald, excuse me, or is it Trey Lance? Because if the 49ers believe that the highest um, you know, the highest floor is Sam Darnold, then I can understand why they roll with Sam Darnold because it's fully as a stopgap before Brock Purdy returns. If they believe it's Trey Lance, however, again, this is all in that Brock Purdy-esque package. They haven't really been running this, uh, the Trey Lance package as much this offseason. We haven't heard much about designed runs. We haven't heard much about, you know, um, the, the Trey Lance running plays. This is with that Brock Purdy package. If they believe Lance has the higher floor with that package based on what they've seen this offseason, then it seems fair that he'd be the week one starter should Purdy not be ready until Purdy returns. So I, that's the question. I think that that was, that was one part that 
I can understand where Albert Breer is going with that sentiment, where they might not be looking for who's going to be the best long-term option, who has the highest potential or anything like that. It's who has the highest floor for the first four weeks of the season until Purdy's ready to return. And that could be Darnold. That could be Lance. I think that that's yet to be proven and is going to be the biggest question of the offseason should Purdy not be healthy week one. Now, this is an interesting question. Why do I think Ian Rappaport's been so stern with saying Darnold will play over Lance? I don't think that this is just a Rappaport thing. I think we've heard it from a couple of places. Adam Schefter had a similar uh, thing. You've heard Colin Coward say it a couple of times. You've heard now even Albert Breer say that they seem more likely to start Sam Darnold. And I think that it's a couple of things. One, they probably, uh, based whether they get insight or not from uh, from inside the building, I'm not sure, but they probably believe that Darnold just is the more pro-ready player solely based on the fact that Sam Darnold has played in a lot of NFL games. And additionally, I think they probably, you know, lean towards Darnold because they believe that Kyle Shanahan can get the best out of any quarterback. And so I, I guess that they'd go with the guy who they believe is more experienced. Now, I don't think it's as clear-cut as national media guys have been reporting it to be. I don't think it's as clear-cut as you just pick Donald or you just pick Trey Lance. I truly believe there is a competition going. And even then, I think it's it's fair to question why there's a competition going as well. I don't, you know, I, I think it's very fair because, I, like I said, Matt Mayoko reports 49ers, it seems like they're as high on Trey Lance as they've ever been. Well, they were high on him last year. They were high on him enough to allow him to go through the growing pains, to allow him to start. And even with Brock Purdy in the fold, why is there a competition for that QB2 role? Am I, I'm not, I'm, I don't disagree that Trey Lance has to earn the role. I advocated for it this earlier this offseason, but I'm just trying to, you know, pair it up with what is coming out of the building, what the 49ers are saying themselves or what sources are saying themselves, which is, you know, you're as high, you're as high on him as ever yet you're putting him in a competition for the first time in his career when you believe as highly as you do in the way that Trey Lance can play. So to me, I think it's a, you know, Lance has said it himself. He wants a chance to compete. And so that's another question that I have. And it, it all leads into this conundrum that the 49ers have put themselves in at quarterback, you know, where you've got a guy who you brought in for an excess amount of money in Sam Donald, where, you know, a lot of backup quarterbacks weren't necessarily getting paid as much until Sam Donald got the three and a half million with a significantly more amount in incentives. And so I, I believe his cap is around six million this year. For a QB3, that is pretty damn expensive. And it's not like the 49ers don't have the money. They still have 10 million in cap space, but you know, it adds to it adds to the fuel where the 49ers you know, Darnold was initially signed as a hedge on both Lance and a hedge on Purdy. Purdy, if he wasn't ready to return week one, Lance, if he, you know, in his return from his ankle injury, doesn't look the same. And so I can understand the competition portion. I'm just questioning the fact, you know, why the 49ers might be as high on him as they are and still are going about the offseason the way they are. But regardless enough of that, it's, you know, it, the storyline about, what the 49ers are doing at quarterback, I think, is just going to continue uh, in this wishy-washy way until we get to training camp and until we finally see these guys on the field. But overall, 
you know, I, I, I don't think that there's any determination. I don't think that there's any uh, true standing right now with the 49ers and the way that their quarterbacks are oriented on the depth chart. I think that right now they're hoping that Brock Purdy returns week one. But in the in the way that they don't, they've got two quarterbacks right now that it seems they feel comfortable with, but also are willing to let it let, let them compete for the remainder of the offseason to see could they one have an option they feel comfortable with for the entire season to to if Purdy is hurt for an extended period of time to start week one or you know a guy who they've who's the guy they feel most comfortable with as the backup option to potentially have to relieve Purdy should an injury occur mid-season and so that's what you know all of these questions is what uh you have to you have to you have to you know balance you have to deal with and things like that but the quarterback situation right now, I think the most important part is you've gotta you've gotta definitely just factor in all of the different ways. Even if the national media is saying how you know Sam Darnold's favorite to start, I think there's a lot more to unpack with the situation, especially understanding what has actually been said inside the building as training camp approaches. But guys, you know, a little 25 minute talk today on the quarterbacks. Thank you all for tuning in and for sticking with us. The consistency is going to be coming up a little more as, you know, training camp nears. And I'm going to be there at training camp, going to be giving you guys the coverage that I gave you guys last offseason. Hope you guys all enjoy it. But for now, enjoy your weekends, guys, and we will see you guys soon with another video.